kid. Corey, how are you doing today? Doing pretty good. Thanks for having me on again. Yeah, unfortunately, the recording last time didn't behave itself. We'll try this again, and we'll try to cover the same questions, because I know they were very impactful, and you got a lot of messages about it. So definitely want to go over that. Yeah, unfortunately. Okay. So first question that, w- that, uh, that we covered last time was one of the things that you had told me is that you have regularly spoken to over 10,000 kids a year when you were going through the recruiting process. And while you're working with all those kids, you always ask them the same question, which was, can you tell me three things that you do well and three things that you don't do well? Can you tell me a little bit about that, why you did that and what you got out of that? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, traveling all over the place, being the recruiting coordinator at Kentucky Christian University, and then also uh, at the University of Rio Grande and then down to Southern Wesleyan, some of the biggest things were talking with kids and just realizing that they had no idea how to talk about the easiest thing in the world themselves. You're with yourself 24-7. You're with yourself more than mom, dad, brother, sister, teacher, friends, anybody. That was kind of an easy question to find out how much confidence they had, how much they self-reflected, and to find out what kind of person they were. So the biggest thing was is asking, you know, three things you're good at. You'd think the very first thing you'd be able to list off a couple things, three things you need to work on. And a lot of kids could list off some things they're good at, but they really had no idea what they need to work on. And it was just eye-opening that they had no idea how to really sit and think through a question that you know was just simply about themselves it was an awesome uh, experience getting to meet and you know talk with kids all over the country and stuff so like i said it it was definitely a a big change to hear that kids couldn't even like i said cover information about themselves the most easy thing i would think now what were some of the things that when we talked about you shared a couple of stories but what are some of the responses that you got or no responses that really stood out to you over the years that you were out recruiting um, when speaking to athletes? Yeah. So some of the, the biggest things that you looked for was like kids being able to answer good at time management, good at leadership skills, good, you know, good in the classroom, good at saying thank you. Some of those were ones that kind of stuck out to me that were the, the answers that you kind of like to hear. Some kids said that they have, they have great passion. It was awesome to hear just some of the stories like that, where kids are like, I'm passionate about my family. I'm passionate about baseball. I, I'm i determined. Some of those kind of spoke more volumes than just the, the kind of cliche answers. Some kids then on the other side of it saying what they need to work on, some kids had no idea. Then some kids had a list of things they need to work on and uh, knew that side a lot better of saying, I need to work on saying, I love you to my mom and dad or being grateful. Some of those kind of spoke out to me just because it was like, we uh, we're big into telling kids to call mom, dad, grandparents, whoever was a guardian, whoever helped get them there because there's a lot of dedication. There's a lot of time and money and spent by, you know, whoever it was to help them get to their goal. And just hearing, you know, some of those kids that actually realized that, some kids that had no idea how to communicate with adults. 
one kid flat out told me, he's like, yo, he said, I go to a restaurant and I don't order still. And he's 17 years old and he's like, mom, dad order for me because I don't like to talk to adults or, or some kids just had no idea how to have an actual conversation on the phone. And it was like, Hey man, right here's your sign of something you need to work on. Some of those things spoke, you know, really big volumes to me. For the kids who, who had problems speaking with adults or, or coming up with even answers for you, how far did they get along with you in the recruiting process generally? Not very long. Unfortunately, when you go to college, mom and dad aren't there to order. Mom and dad aren't there to talk to professors or it turns to you have to be able to suffice for yourself. You have to be able to build relationships, communicate effectively, speak professionally to professors, speak professionally to advisors, talk with your coaches. You have to be able to carry on conversations. And those kids aren't the ones that I want in my program, unfortunately. They may have the skill set to help out, but at the same time, when I know they're going to be a liability with the other things that make into a baseball player, they didn't make it very far. It was maybe one more phone call to see if they you know, could start to get things together, but really things shut down quickly. Yeah, it's interesting that when I rewrote the book, I wrote a chapter based on a conversation I had with Joe Ferraro about communication. And, and I told him a couple of stories of kids who just had like great opportunities to ask minor leaguers or, or another coach some questions, and they just stood there silent. And I was shocked by it because if, if you have such a passion for baseball and, and you miss that opportunity to really communicate, great communication is going to be invaluable no matter where you are, especially on the field and off the field. Yeah, no, 100%. Baseball is all about teaching life lessons. It's teaching you failure. It's teaching you to succeed. It's teaching you gratification. And it's, um, communication is a huge thing. If you're not talking and the minor things, yelling out a bag on the field to a minor thing of being able to talk and to a professor or to a boss or whatever in real life, you're never going to succeed. You're never going to make it far the recruiting trail and talking to communication with adults is something that you have to learn, something that's huge. We're going to open this up for for questions as well. If anybody has any questions, please just DM me. We've seen over the last few days, if we open up to speakers that we don't know, there's been some, you know, real random stuff happening here on Twitter. Obviously we know you, Corey or I will bring you aboard, but if not, just shoot me uh, a question, you know, via DM and, and and I'm happy to ask Corey those questions. We're, we're approaching summer baseball. I know here in Texas, it gets started uh, next week. We've got some big tournaments planned this year. Let's talk like the WWBA because that's a very common one. There's a lot of coaches walking around, some with gear that will identify them, some not. How do players go about talking to coaches? Well, let's do it two ways. One, you know, that approach them. And then second, that maybe they see – a coach from a school that they're interested in and they want to approach them. How, how, how do we do that? So let's cover both of those. Yeah. So the number one thing I always look for, I mentioned already is confidence. If you see somebody you're interested in walking around or a school that you maybe had some communications with, there's one thing that's going to set you apart. And that's walking up with confidence and having a firm handshake and looking you straight in the eye and being able to carry on a conversation, introducing yourself. A lot of kids weary they don't want to look you in the eye they're used to hiding behind their cell phone all those things are a deterrent for me as a coach 
I want somebody that's going to be a leader and confident walking off the bus so when we go into, you know, game one to game 50 to the conference tournament. The biggest thing is when you're at the WWBA or any event, be confident in what you're doing. Find somebody that you're interested in. Be able to walk up and say, hey, coach, my name is give a firm handshake and be ready to have a little bit of a conversation. I always tell kids to have a little or a couple questions of what, you know, to be ready to talk to a coach about, to ask them if it's something simple as what are you guys looking for? What do I need to do to get on your radar? And then also have the information of, hey, coach, we play on this field at this time. Love to have you come by, things like that. So that's some of the, you know, the most important things trying to build that initial relationship or that initial conversation when you walk up to a coach or approach somebody or a coach who approaches you. On that one, just a, a real quick one. Would if you were a player, would you have a, a few printed like little sheets of your schedule that you could hand out to those coaches? Yeah, absolutely. The uh, the most important thing is being able to who you know, have the information right there to present coaches. <laughs> Unfortunately, we have a list of uh, a ton of kids to go watch, a ton of games. We can have our set schedule. Just something that, a little secret that I do is I type up all the games and the kids that I want to go watch. And I actually save it as my uh, lock screen on my phone. So it's like, Hey, right there, I know this game. I know this game. So if you have something to hand to me or send to me or whatever that I can automatically just look over at and say, Oh yeah, this kid's playing here. Then automatically that's something that sets you yourself apart and helps me out to remember. Unfortunately, we get a lot of people walking up talking to us. We get a lot of people that come up and introduce or give us a, a quick bit of information verbally. And sometimes things slide through the crack. Nobody's perfect in remembering. So if you can hand me a piece of paper with your schedule or a little bit of information, just real quickly, something like that, it sets yourself apart. But it also is a reminder for me to come over and check you out and uh, just set, set yourself apart that you're, you're, you're doing something extra to make sure that you're noticed. That's awesome. On the same vein, and I do want to get into emailing and, and social media with coaches. We're definitely going to cover that. But let's say a coach sees you at the program or maybe they, they've seen you somehow. You've sent them videos in the spring and they want to have a conversation with you. And I know you recently had some of your former travel bowl team kids reach out to you, asking you for some advice on, you know, how to handle those first phone calls with coaches. What, what did you advise them? Yeah. So the biggest thing I advised them to was, like I've already said, be ready to speak about yourself, be ready to share information, get in depth. And I said, sell yourself. I said, as much as a college coach is recruiting and trying to sell you on a school, you're on the complete opposite side of you're trying to sell yourself to that college coach. You're trying to you're trying to make sure that you set yourself apart and show that you have the skill set that you're going to help that program. A college coach isn't there to recruit the same kids or the same level. A college coach is there to, you know, get better kids in, to find somebody that's going to improve their program, that's going to beat out that third year junior or fourth year senior. They're out there trying to find the best talent, and the best thing you can do is be ready to set yourself apart and tell or explain to them and sell yourself that you're going to be that kid. I always tell kids, you know, to to know some of their stats. I know tell or know some of their measurements, some of their 
numbers wise of exit velos, fastball velocity, spin rates, whatever it may be, whatever kind of speaks volume to that school, know some of that information. You broke apart a little bit at the end there. Can you hear me now? Yeah, now you're good. Okay. So yeah, some of the uh, the most important things is just knowing those numbers to sell yourself be able to talk about have some coaches references have some people that speak for you and just be ready to sell yourself from uh, day one now what's some of the things that you would advise them to go around and like research and, and understand about the school and who else should they be calling to understand more about the the culture and the environment and and, and finding the right fit for themselves yeah, so I always encourage kids as they look through schools, ask to speak with some of the players on the team, ask to – social media is so big now. Go on Instagram, go on Twitter, go on Facebook. I know Facebook's dying down a little bit, but it's go on and you know speak to a volleyball player, speak to a softball player, a men's basketball player, some other sports athlete, or speak to a, a regular student that's attending the school and just find out what it's like find out what the classes are like academics find out what the strength program's like what the weight room's like find out from a different perspective find ask them what the teams ask what the coaches are like all these different things just to get as much information and get as big a background as you can because the biggest thing is you're committing to the next four years of your life you're you're signing a a year contract for your uh, letter of intent and your financial aid package and all this but really you're committing for the next four years and the best you know, the best advice i can give you is talk to as many people as you can learn as much as you can and make sure you're finding the right fit because i mean nobody wants to go through the recruiting process many times nobody wants to try and find multiple homes and moving around packing up and trying to build a whole new relationship and rapport of friends and everything else I mean, you're trying to find you know your brothers for life through baseball through your teammates and the best thing I can do, or the best thing I can say is just talk to as many people besides just the coaches as you can. Okay, so let's go to emailing, you know, and we'll leave, we'll leave social media for, for last, because um, we got, we got a, a, a really interesting question about emailing. A kid wants to go out and they want to start emailing programs that they're interested in reaching out to the coaches. And the question I got from Coach Neal, which was a great one, if you get uh, like an introduction email from a player, and you're not allowed to respond due to age restrictions. And we should talk a little bit about that as well. How does the player know if you're actually interested in them or not? Yeah, so the biggest thing is as a kid sending an email, send something that's definitely going to be an attention grabber. There's loopholes in it. If you reach out, as a kid reaches out first, there's way that we ways that we can reach back out. And be in communications. We can send camp invites, things along those measures to get you around the program, get you around campus, to be able to talk to you. We're going to be out on the recruiting trail constantly. So if you send an email, we're going to show up at games. We'll find ways to get a hold of you. We'll also, the NAI is the Wild West. I had a conversation about that last night. So if you're reaching out to NAIA programs, they're going to be reaching right back out to you if they're interested. They're going to do everything possible. The NCA kind of restricts those things where we we will call travel coaches, we'll call high school coaches, whoever it may be, and try and set up phone calls of you calling us 
whatever it may need. Uh, a lot of times the division two, II, division three level, we're not really recruiting sophomores and freshmen, the kids that are kind of restricted for us. We're a little bit more on the one to two year basis. But we're a lot more able to call to set up that kind of stuff, but we're going to find whatever way possible to get in touch with you. But yeah, the biggest thing is, is really setting that realistic list and starting to reach out to schools and find where you're interested in, what regions, what schools, what levels, all of that stuff and start those communications early. Yeah. And obviously with D1 schools, they're way more restricted, but as you said, they'll probably find some way it could be like a personalized camp invite or something like that. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. They're going to send that personal email or that personal invite. Back when I owned a travel organization, we'd have coaches walk up and say, Hey, I'm interested. And here's my number. I'm giving it strictly to you. If he happens to call me, I'd love to have a conversation. That's the way that they find the loopholes and they find that gray area to set that information up and stuff. So, or those phone calls. That's just, recruiting starts earlier and earlier, unfortunately, and fortunately for some kids. But yeah, so the the emails and the reaching out and stuff is will definitely be made if they're interested. Now let's talk about that with travel coaches and high school coaches and them being those references for a, a player that you're looking to recruit. What kinds of things do you want to make sure you're hearing from either the uh, travel organization, the high school organization, or, or may, are they different things that you're looking for? Yeah, so I'll start off with the high school coach. So the high school coach is with a player basically through the entire fall, winter workouts. They have uh, a little bit more conversations with the teachers, with facility or academic advisors, everybody around the school. So with them, I talk what is the player like with his teammates what's he like every day coming out to practice what's he like in the classroom how are his grades you know is there discipline issues that somebody's with them for a school year than just strictly for eight weeks out of the summer so i look for those kinds of conversations maybe not more of the how hard he works in the weight room what's what's he like is he a leader is he somebody that leads by example is he a verbal leader is he someone that kind of just follows you know, all those kinds of things are, you know, I'm able to learn more from a high school coach for the travel ball coach. It's more about what kind of gamer is he, what kind of skill set. Usually a travel coach is a little bit more on the, you know, the baseball knowledge side of being able to give me that kind of information. And, and also what kind of talent level is he you know, playing against the high school level or the high school level? Unfortunately, Maybe there's one or two kids at every high school that can can play at the next level. The travel organization circuits are a little bit bigger scale. Playing against kids that are there for a reason, mom and dad usually aren't forcing kids to try out or, or wanting them to participate in school or in travel ball because it costs money and there's a little bit more of a deterrent than just the high school ball. You get a little bit more of the baseball information out of travel ball coaches. You still get a little information about how hard they work. Are they a good teammate? The uh, high school coaches. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I'd imagine in a lot of the travel organizations, the, the senior leadership of that those organizations may not even really spend a lot of time with that player. So may not even have any sense of who they are and what they look like. 
Yeah, absolutely. The most common thing anymore, unfortunately, in, in travel sports is show show and play. They don't really have the practice. They don't really have the development time. They don't really spend the time with kids. They find the best talent and go out and play. That's not all travel organizations, but that is a lot of them. A lot of them don't really have the off-season workouts. They leave it up to the high school or up to the kids to go find lessons or go find other avenues to get work in. And then uh, when it comes to summer ball, they're all about that Wednesday through Sunday or Thursday through Sunday, depending on the event of trying to play as many games and trying to win as much. They don't really have that outside information that we can look for. But before we, we jump into, you know, outreach on social media and stuff like that, um, we, we got a, a great question, a sensitive question, I think it's, but it's worth uh, us exploring and, and I think it'll be interesting to, to cover. Brooke asked, with the surge of student athletes who have taken their own lives, what are some things a parent athletes can ask when looking for a program in regards to supporting your, your athletes mentally or safeguarding the athletes whole self? And then second, how do college coaches make sure their athletes are mentally and emotionally balanced being supported with the pressures of being a college athlete? Yeah, so the number one thing students can look at is what kind of you know procedures uh, schools have in place, what kind of communication and uh, what kind of coach is really there. Uh, I pride myself in being as much of a player's coach as possible. Like this year, I can tell you we had one kid that his parents were going through a divorce he was in the middle of it of hearing both sides and i noticed a few days that he was off and i called him up and we went to lunch up in the cafeteria and we sat down and talked it ended up being like a three and a half hour lunch because we started sharing a lot more stuff but the the biggest thing is is just finding what kind of procedures and finding what kind of coach are there uh, a lot of times coaches worried on the the big picture and kind of miss the small things I make sure I pride myself I know a lot of other coaches where we about had a scare of a lot of things in place a lot of schools are starting to have to take that mental issue or are uh, something that's you know definitely happening it's definitely something that was tragic we need to take eye on and uh, so we make sure that's one thing that we take pride in and making sure that we help out and keep a close eye by putting put together the right kind of procedures having meetings on it some of the things that are hidden in the background that the students may not see or know about but that's something that you got to have to ask and make sure that you communicate right away uh, and then what was the second part of that question sorry the second part of the question is how do college coaches make sure their athletes are mentally and emotionally balanced, being supported with the pressures of being a college athlete? And I think you answered that. You're doing a lot of things behind the scenes, but I think it's great giving the insights of, of what you, you've done so that parents can be asking those questions, can be looking for that. And the student athlete should be asking it as well. And I know when I, you know, when I was going through college, my mom was going through cancer and luckily she, she survived that bout, but it was a, very difficult time for me and I missed tons of classes I ended up probably having a degree in spades and hearts from sitting in the student union building but that was my support system I just having all my friends there but no one else was looking out for it but obviously if I was a student athlete hopefully the coach would have noticed that yeah no absolutely the best thing I can say is for coaches is build your relationships and get to know kids as much as possible I know 
obviously you're there for baseball, but you're there for a whole lot more. You're trying to get your degree. You're trying to build build friends or people for your lifetime in the future that you're going to always have in your corner. I can tell you I've gotten to see or gotten, unfortunately, gotten to see a lot of heartache and a lot of hard times for kids, family members passing away, family members, families splitting up, different things happening that's outside of baseball. Things are always going to have, always going to happen. And the best thing I can tell you to do is, you know, speak volumes and talk about having an open door policy and just be in your kid's corner as much as possible. That's something that I really prided on. We also put in place of having, making sure that we balance our workload to make sure that if kids are getting worn down or kids are having issues, we cut things down for a couple of days to make sure that they they are able to recover. They're able to have time to speak to somebody if they need to. If there's something going on, they're stressed, whatever it may be, if they're feeling overwhelmed, I, I tell them that the very first thing I gave every single kid, my phone number. And I said, Hey, I said, if something's going on, I said, here's my phone number. I said, you text me and let me know. I said, if you have questions or if you want to talk about it, or if you want to speak on it, I said, you know, my phone's always available. But I said, if not, then my phone, I said, all you have to do is send a text and say, coach, I have this going on or I'm feeling stressed and I won't ask. I won't push for more information and you'll get that day off or you'll get that time to make sure that you're recovering and, able to mentally get back in sync. We'll sit there and send kids to speak with. We'll make sure that we communicate with kids saying, hey, something's going on. I know you guys are close friends. See if see if you can just kind of be there and be a light for him. Uh, that's some of the things that we do here. Yeah, no, that's absolutely incredible. I, I, I know you, and I know you've had some of those conversations. We've spoken about them. Kudos to, to those coaches who are really there as incredible support systems, not just focused in on, on winning uh, games for their program. So let's dive into social media, reaching out to coaches, sending them direct messages. What should they do? What shouldn't they do? How should they follow people? Should they tag people? What are your suggestions? Yeah, so number one thing on social media, I know I've talked to some coaches that are strictly email. Some coaches are strictly on social media constantly and look for those things. One of the biggest things I say is make it personal. No matter if you're going to asking for a bunch of programs to come check you out and there's no personal communication or personal reference to my program. The other thing is if you're going to reach out, don't just start reaching out to everybody. Follow them. Look into who they are as a coach on social media. I'm going to do the same. I'm going to follow you. I'm going to check into you as a as a student athlete on social media. The uh, the biggest thing I say is send direct messages, build that communication factor. If you want to tweet stuff out, that's there for us as a reference point. That's not there for you to go tag all of us. I would rather have messages in the private scene. That way we can discuss things. I can give you information. I can ask you information. I can ask for your phone number or you can ask for mine to set up phone calls and all of that build the relationship but the number one thing is in my opinion is don't go tagging everybody make it personal and double check and make sure i've had kids that my prime example is i had a kid that reached out to me and he said hey coach i'm going to be at this camp i would love to have you come up and talk with me and i'd love to tell you about reinhardt university 
I don't know if anybody knows this. I'm not at Reinhardt University. I'm at Southern Wesleyan. So it's like, you know, right there. Just kind of thing is make it, you know, double check yourself. Make sure that you're, you know, there's things. He also went on to send messages to other coaches and didn't change things. Left the same coaches' names in it. Struggled. And it's like, hey, that's just a simple read over. That's just simply making sure that you're doing the right things and communicating out. Make it personal. Don't tag a bunch of programs and uh, send us through DMs. And if you're going to tweet out videos, that's perfectly fine. But those are there for reference points. Those aren't there for, we'll trust me, we'll see them if we're having communications. So uh, final question, what happens? Kids sending a bunch of messages. We know coaches are super busy. Coach doesn't respond. How should the kids take that as a message? And what should they do next? Yeah, so the biggest thing is, is I do have one point also is make sure that you're smart with what you're posting. We are checking in all of that stuff. To go on to this question, the biggest thing is I can tell you is, you know, coaches are extremely busy. Everybody thinks that all we do is show our game. We're always getting pulled in different directions where we're, we're recruiting, we're in academic meetings, we're in staff meetings, we're dealing with budgetary issues or budget situations where you know scheduling a lot of different things if you reach out the best thing i can tell you is don't get discouraged if we don't reach back you broke up a little bit there but i, I believe you said just don't be disappointed if, if if they don't reach back out to you just just keep trying out to you right away also look at what time you send messages if you're sending things at a friday evening Eight o'clock, we're not in the office on Saturday, on Sunday, or trying to reach back out to everybody. I say, if you don't hear back, I miss you. I'm never going to be upset by you doing that. The best thing I can tell you is, is I'm going this right through the loophole. So, you know, the best thing I can do is tell you to try again. Don't get discouraged. Now, if it's you know, multiple times and things, if I'm not interested, I'm going to let you know. Unfortunately, it may take a little bit of time. Don't be upset. Don't think that you're not good enough just because the coach doesn't reach back out. Awesome. Thank you so much, Corey. Um, we'll be back doing more of these hopefully in the next couple of weeks before we both get busy with our travel schedules. Again, thank you everybody for paying attention and listening tonight. If you've got more questions that you want to send Corey, feel, feel free to send it to him. Also, for those student athletes who are listening, today is the 27th. Of, of May, if in the next three, four days, you want to send out a sample recruiting a message to him or, or an email, feel free. He'll, he'll respond to you. Am I, am I correct, Corey? Yeah, no, hundred percent. I've had a few kids that over the you know past few days reaching out to me and sending over samples, getting feedback. And some kids have already gotten some other answers back from other coaches that Changed, uh, changed some wording around it. I'm excited to see, uh, see kids succeed in the future. So, yeah, definitely I'll always get back to you. It may take a few days, like I said, but, but definitely reach out. Awesome. Thank you so much, everybody.